0: back. We'll be right back. John Carter and you are listening to the 919, the only podcast dedicated to telling the stories of the over 1.5 million people living within the triangle. So today's show is all about the Krispy Kreme challenge. Um, If you've lived in Raleigh for a while, you've probably heard about this or seen the race itself. Maybe you've even participated in it. If you live in the area, then you probably have either you've run it yourself or you have some friends that have or You've heard about it on the news seen it on espn etc so it's a really fun race and we get into that um, i talked with sarah lewis who is actually one of the directors of the crispy Kreme challenge she is a junior at nc state and she was very knowledgeable about just the evolution over the years um, current state what to expect from the race so that was awesome also talked with tom place um, he is not a director but rather actually i introduced him as the founder I want to make a correction sarah was very kind to point this out it was not the technically he was not the founder of the Krispy cream challenge but he was around when it first started so there were a couple maybe dozen or two people that ran the race for the first time in 2004 he was uh very good friends with those people those very ridiculous and crazy people um and then he's been a now 13-time uh, runner, so he'll run it again this year. He's been able to see it all the way from 14 years ago to now. He's he's ran in it with some ridiculous costumes, which he talks about. But uh, that was that was very cool to have some perspective from uh, years ago when the race first started as just a crazy idea. Now it's actually benefiting the UNC Children's Hospital, which we'll talk about. So anyway, very exciting to talk with Sarah and Tom. So uh, we'll get right into it, but as usual, connect with the show via Twitter or Facebook. That's at The919Podcast, and that's on Twitter or Facebook. Also, this show is actually, I had this in the back of my mind because I'm actually a four-time runner of the race, and I've successfully completed it three times, so not too shabby, but... um, right this was suggested by a couple friends so i do shout out to them i do listen uh to people who have suggestions so as usual if you have a great idea if you know someone who's really interesting or a story i should capture uh feel free to well reach out to me if you know me but otherwise email me at the 919podcast at gmail.com so let's get started Here with Tom Place, one of the founders of the Krispy Kreme Challenge, and Sarah Lewis, one of the current directors of the race. Guys, thanks for being on the nine one nine. Thanks for me. having
1: us. Yeah, sure thing.
0: Um, so obviously, I want to talk about the Krispy Kreme Challenge, but wanted to get to know you two a bit more before we did. So for each of you, maybe introduce yourself, um, share your journey to the Triangle, uh, or even away from the Triangle in your case, um, Tom. Uh, what you're about, what you're into. So yeah. Go ahead
1: um well my name is sarah lewis and i'm currently a junior at north carolina state university i am majoring in fashion and textile management with a concentration in Brand management and marketing but i grew up in and around the triangle area i'm from goldsboro north carolina so it's about an hour east of here so okay. i've always kind of been involved and connected with the 919 both my parents graduated from nc state so um the crispy cream challenge In general and just NC State as a whole have always been very connected to how I grew up and what I've known as a student kind of growing up but I got connected with the Krispy Kreme challenge because I am a park scholar at NC State and so I got connected my first year with the park scholarships program and then from there really fell in love with the things that UNC Children's does I'm really involved with a couple of different programs there. I run a service project that benefits UNC Children's in addition to working with the Krispy Kreme Challenge. And so I think that has been the biggest part of what got me connected to the triangle was really seeking out projects that would help to benefit UNC Children's. And so that's wow. how I ended up here. So
0: you're, right, you're in the right place for that. Oh yeah, and, uh, absolutely. So you've been an NC State fan your whole life? Yes. That's So you, you just knew it was gonna be NC State.
1: I don't know. I think it was kind of up in the air for a few years. I think everybody goes through a rebellious phase where they're like, "Oh, both my parents went here. I don't know if I really want to follow in their footsteps." But okay. after I visited campus the first time, I just knew it was.
0: You saw where I was all the brick, and you're like, "Oh, this is yep. this is, this home is perfect. Okay.
1: <laughs> this is it."
0: And so, can you? I know both of you are part Scholars, um, but can you explain? Actually, I, I wasn't. Oh, um, that's
2: fine. Just but uh, all of my friends were coming in. They okay. just worked harder in high school and I forgot that I needed <laughs> to apply for scholarships and things. So. S-
0: same for me. So <laughs>
2: A lot of people thought I was,
0: I just hung out with them quite a bit. Awesome. Yeah. So Sarah, can you explain what Park Scholar is? like?
1: Well, the Park Scholarships program is a four-year program at NC State. It's a merit-based scholarship. Um, and so it's a four-year program that we're involved with at NC State. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you go through your interview process and your application process in high school and then you get plugged into a really great community here at NC State. We do a lot of um, leadership and team building activities. We work a lot as a group and you're surrounded by a community of really strong people. I have met some of my really closest friends through the park program. I currently live with two other park scholars and it's just a really great community to be plugged into because they're really about motivating students to be their best and they provide a lot of great resources to help students reach their potential
0: that's awesome uh fun fact i went to the either the first or second level uh-huh. of interviews and then during the interview i just completely <laughs> it. so i think they, they asked me like some really you know intense question and i started to answer and then i realized about 30 seconds in answering i had no idea what the question was i <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I this is of course as an eighteen year old, so right. I was, my face got really red. I was like, "Can you please repeat it?" They're like, kind of look at each other, like, "Oh, I just messed up." <laughs> sure enough, I did. So yep. anyway, but it worked out. But yeah. very cool. Uh, Park scholar. I know very much connected to the Krispy Kreme challenge. So you can uh, talk about that in a little bit. All right, Tom. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I um, am Tom. I graduated from NC State uh, uh, back when the Krispy Kreme challenge was conceived. Um, I got a master's in mechanical engineering here I uh, parents didn't both, well, I guess my dad graduated from state, but they both worked at NC state and, uh, being an engineering mind with a dad who was a physicist and architect and all that kind of same like NC state was a natural fit for me. And so right. for me, it was very much, yeah, I applied to NC state and that was it. Right. And, and I was going to come here and I thought, Oh, I could go to grad school somewhere else and get a broader, more diverse education. like no, i just stay here, and yep. uh, so I just kept going to state. Um, yeah, and I uh, I guess uh, my my journey now i'm I'm working for a uh, bicycle company out in Asheville. I was working for Cree and LED company here for the past right. uh, six years in r and d uh, and had an opportunity to make uh, bike lights, doing the thing I love for mountain bikes and That's live awesome. in the mountains where riding's awesome and basically play all the time for work and it's uh, it's pretty great. That's
0: fantastic. Are you from the Asheville area? No, uh, I, don't I, you mentioned that. I
2: grew up here uh, in Raleigh. I have okay. spent 30 years in Raleigh before I moved away. I actually figured I would stay here forever right near campus and then uh, just had this opportunity and decided I had to yeah, That sounds it. like
0: a pretty cool job. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Um, so obviously, uh, before we start talking about how you two got involved with the Krispy Kreme Challenge, uh, let's talk about the race itself. So maybe, Sarah, you can... Um, or both of you, for people who don't know, what is the Krispy Kreme Challenge? What are we talking about?
1: Okay, so the Krispy Kreme Challenge is a 501c3 nonprofit. It's entirely student run and it's based at North Carolina State University. And the challenge itself is a five mile road race. You run two and a half miles from the NC State Bell Tower to the Krispy Kreme downtown and you eat a dozen donuts and you run back. And so the goal is to complete it in under an hour. I guess that's the official challenge, but we offer a couple of different options now. You can be a casual runner and you get donuts, but you can eat two or five, or you can carry your box back and give it to your friends, (laughs) or you can run as a no donut runner and not even get donuts at all. You just run your five miles for fun. Yeah, and I
2: should add that the challenge is also to keep the donuts down yes. for the hour. So, well, I know yes. a lot of people
0: do not succeed. Yes, that, that is true. But you still can claim that you um, finish the challenge even if you don't keep them down. Right. right? I mean,
2: honestly, uh, I, I've been blessed with intestinal fortitude, so I, I you know, that's <laughs> the part of the race that I think right. I'm pretty good at. But kudos to anybody who pushes themselves to the point where
0: they throw up. If that's right. their level of
2: commitment, then yes, they have completed <laughs> the challenge. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. So um, how, did, how did both of you get involved and have you ran? So, Tom, I, I saw something about you running with custom fabricated crutches. Is that correct? or Yeah, that okay. was uh,
2: the second official year of the race. I had uh, sprained my ankle pretty badly playing basketball the Wednesday before the race. Um, and I was a TA for uh, Senior Design for Mechanical Engineering. So I had access to scrap metal and a welder and thought, well, I'm not going to miss the race. So I welded some crutches and... Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, it was around Valentine's Day, so I took some little like stuffed teddy bears for a dollar and used those as the pads, Okay. were insufficient. Um, so I think my upper body hurt just as bad as my bad leg did by the end of the race. <laughs> I was not really limping
0: because both legs
2: hurt so and bad. And you, you did heart.
0: that all in a week? You uh, made those crutches?
2: Uh, I actually made those in a day. just oh, okay. stayed late one night and decided to <laughs> knock them out because I needed them. And I had to practice a little bit before the race. Uh because crutching four miles, was it's four miles at the time, but uh, that's not one of my normal like exercise activities. So
0: yeah, uh, fair. So that <laughs> uh, begs the question: Did you finish the challenge uh, uh, in under an hour?
2: No, I was in an hour and nine minutes, so I was, I was close. I feel like but that's close. That was very that's very impressive. That's so yeah.
1: impressive. Yeah. It, it was.
2: I was okay. I was okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. So I that's I got cool. involved um, early on, and I don't know if we wanted to talk about the history of the race at all, but. Um, my quick summary with it is I I've run it every year. Um, except for the, the very, the very first with the 10 people uh, the original running of it before it was officially a charity race. Um, but every, every official year I've been there and, uh, my goal was to do something to be the first person to do X, whatever that is each year. So that started with the crutches, um, to be the first, uh, handicapped entrant to complete the race. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I've gone through, you know, running in from everything from running in a full gorilla suit to juggling to blindfolded. Um, and then after a while, it, it, one of the things that I love about the race is be that it's kind of like Halloween in February, and it's just a big right. like, group community vibe, and I love getting all of my friends involved in that. And uh, then the, the group costume contest became a thing, and so we just decided we wanted to win that every year. So that's that's been our goal for the past four years. and uh, You and your
0: buddies. Yeah, okay. um,
2: got uh, my, my friend Everett actually is uh, my mad, mad scientist counterpart, and so okay. he and I will will be the ones that kind of drive whatever our crazy idea is, and then I've got a bunch of uh, motivated friends that are more than willing to put themselves in a great deal of discomfort for the entirety of the race just for the for the costume. Well, that's just the nature
0: of the race because it's usually freezing. I know one mm-hmm. year it was raining. I'm sure you've rained. yeah, it was covered year. in duct tape that year. Okay, it was it was uh, moist. Yeah, moist. <laughs> Great word, uh, Sarah. Have you ran the race?
1: I actually have not run the race. Sarah. I know my mom runs it every year, in my place. So she runs <laughs> it, and then next year when I'm not as involved with the actual organization of Race Day, I think uh-huh. that's typically what keeps me from running. Is that I'm checking in is registrants, that your or <laughs> that's my excuse for now. Next year I'll run it. I'm very excited.
0: So you're a junior. Um, so I guess freshmen they they let you. Volu- or you're not, you're volunteered really to help out. Uh, and then sophomore and junior, you start getting into more of those leadership roles. Is that right? As a Park Scholar? Or I think it work? kind
1: of depends. Um, when I first came into the program, it was entirely run by Park Scholars. And so you had the opportunity to come in and be on a committee. And I kind of just fell into the marketing committee. One of my friends was um, leading the committee at that time. And she said, hey, are you coming to my marketing meeting? I've got cookies. And I said, Absolutely, I'm coming to your marketing meeting. I want cookies.
0: That's how, when you You know, if you want college students to come to an event, you give away a t shirt or you give away free food.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We do both with the Krispy Kreme Challenge. But um, (laughs) I think that's how I got connected with marketing. And then I just fell in love with everything that the event did for UNC Children's and just how connected you were to the NC State community. And so um, when My sophomore year rolled around. That's when they opened up the committee member application process to all NC State students. And so now it's more of an application process. You go through and you get selected for different committees Uh, instead of it being solely Park Scholars. And so I applied to be on the leadership team and was one of the marketing department heads. And then this year I applied for a director position. And so I serve over... The marketing department and our social media team and our creative team but there are three other directors who help alongside me to kind of make everything happen and then i think we've got around 80 organization members right now from all sorts of different majors we've got a couple of grad students and so i think the only requirement is that you be enrolled at nc state and you submit your application and then from there you go through the general process and we place you on a committee
0: that's that's really cool so mm-hmm. maybe next year so you're a director now mm-hmm. so maybe next year is when you can kind of hand the yes. reins off to someone else and then run it
1: yes next year will be my time to shine I'm, yeah. I'm ready i don't currently run but i'm i feel like i'm gonna train for the eating part of this there you and go then smart when the day comes you know i'll just figure out the running part yeah Isn't i feel like i train animals? for the eating
0: part every day right um, <laughs> the running part not so much right so actually, that's good. That's a good segue because I wanted to talk about the. There's so many different partnerships with um, the Krispy Kreme challenge, and you had mentioned the UNC Children's Hospital. So um, there are a ton of nonprofits in the area in the Triangle. So why why this one?
2: So I, I guess I can speak to that uh, yeah. a little bit. Initially, the um, there are tons of jokes floating around from the inception of the race because. It was funny. It's just ripe for parody. It's you know, it's uh, for diabetes, or it's going to be for the American Heart Association. <laughs> right, right, The the lore goes that they actually approached the American Heart Association and uh, they turned them down because the race goes against everything that they exist solely for. Makes sense. Um, but a uh, really uh, dance marathon is a big thing at state uh, for for charity, and they work directly with the Children's Hospital. And at the time, there was uh, there's always. You know, people looking for more ways to raise raise money, and uh, uh, Bryce Nielsen uh, was, was uh, running Dance Marathon at the time, and she was uh, Stacey Frederick was one of the ones that really helped um, start the the actual charity part of the race. So for the first year of organizing, you know, there was a bunch of members from the crew team um, at state, and then uh, uh, Stacey jumped in and had the idea to uh, um, partner up with uh, with Dance Marathon, and I think that came from a discussion she was having with Chris McCoy. They just thought this just makes too much sense, partner up. And, and initially the race wasn't expected to be a, a big thing and they're not going to make a ton of money. It doesn't make sense to have the sole entity set up something special for it, so why right. not just tack on to this and you know, have the race just be a fun thing to do and get what you can out of it.
0: Gotcha. Um, Sarah, maybe you can talk more about the... What does UNC Children's Hospital do for people who don't you know, aren't aware?
1: Well, UNC Children's Hospital... Um provides i've got some stats here um they provide nearly seventy thousand children from all 100 nc counties each year with the best quality care regardless of their ability to pay um, and they are actually the only hospital in north carolina with a fully accredited hospital school so they pe- we,
0: we pause because tom took a selfie yes so, i yeah. wasn't smiling there's no evidence of that
1: <laughs> Boomer. Um, But they have a fully accredited hospital school, and so they're able to bring patients in who are there and they keep them in school and learning um, K-12 on top of their studies. And so we are the largest unrestricted donor to UNC Children's at this point, which means that the money that we give to them every year, they can use for whatever they need it for. It doesn't have a specific tag on it as far as where it's devoted to. And we have actually got a $2 million commitment with them right now and so we have donated nearly 1.35 million of that two million and then we'll give this donation and that two million dollar commitment is by 2020. Wow
0: Mm -hmm. that's that's a lot of money. I'm actually uh, you guys probably don't have the numbers um, but I'm wondering between Dance Marathon and you and the Krispy Kreme Challenge how much money
1: NC oh. State has
0: ended up, or students have ended up get it, giving. I have
1: no idea. A lot. Yeah. So, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a, a lot. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Uh, so, obviously a great nonprofit to give to. So, why Krispy Kreme? Um, and actually, this is a personal connection, because I, I grew up in Winston-Salem. That's where it's headquartered. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why donuts? So. Besides that, it's ridiculous, y- I guess.
2: Yeah, initially... Um, the, the way it was all born was uh, actually from Chris McCoy. Uh, at the time, he was my roommate, and uh, he was a big cross-country runner and obviously hung out with a lot of cross-country runner friends. Um, and uh, he was a park scholar as well, and uh, he and his friend Nick Vance were just um, talking about uh, you know, things they do in, in high school for training, like pancake runs. You know, They do Sunday mm-hmm. pancake runs and um, uh, just uh, you know, things that they could eat. That, and then they just had this discussion about what would be the worst food they could eat while running, and you know they're tossing around a bunch of different things like pizza, and um, back when when the farmhouse still existed on Hillsborough Street, I don't know if you guys remember that, but it um, closed down years ago. But we would go there for farmhouse plates um, that were just a big disgusting pile of amazing food, um, and that, that would be that would be tough. Uh, but then they realized that the Krispy Kreme is actually running distance from campus, and so Chris had this idea: we should just we should do this and as a race, like the two of us should race run down there eat and run back and right. um, you know, they talked about it for a while and, and thought well we need to train for that And so they kind of put it off and then it got to be winter and it's cold and I didn't want to run in the winter and uh, eventually all these uh, uh, a bunch of the crew members and um, other parks had heard about it and thought heard the idea and thought well this is great we want to do this and then they just decided to take it amongst themselves to do it and told Chris hey we're running tomorrow uh, you should probably show up and uh, the story goes that he overslept and slept through his own inaugural <laughs> running of the charity Race, but really he just didn't didn't want to do it, <laughs> so he just skipped it. Uh, but that that's a long-winded story of how Krispy Kreme was the choice, just uh, really proximity and uh, the idea that it would be really disgusting to eat while running.
0: And it's true, <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. I've I've ran it, I guess four times now. One year I was sick; that was not a good decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a tough, the first four are fantastic. So, usually it's really early in the morning, and you're really hungry, and then the first four, you kind of eat that, and then you realize, oh, I've, I've eight more to go, and then the last, you know, two or three are just painful. You hit the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, awesome. Very good. And then, I think, Tom, you already talked about this, but there always seems to be at least one article about how this promotes childhood obesity, um, since the money goes to support the UNC Children's Hospital. Thoughts on that? <laughs>
2: um, well, it's ridiculous. Um, I think what it goes to support is the UNC Children's Hospital, which supports children. And um, the idea is that people know their own limits and they're not going to enter a race where they eat a dozen donuts if they don't think they're going to survive that or if they think it's what they want to teach their children to do. It's right. it's meant to be a silly event that's, that's just fun. And you know, that's why it's become this Halloween in February. People show up, like half the people are there in costume because... It's just something fun to be a part of, and I tell a lot of people just do it, even if you don't want anything to do with the donuts, just to go witness nine thousand people running in costume Absolutely. down the middle of of uh, Raleigh, and um, yeah, I mean it's just that's what it, that's what it's all about. It's about fun, and then finding a way to make that fun for everybody and give back to this this charity.
0: Right. And if those people who don't like it, they can make their own celery race or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> i'd <laughs> yep. so. love to see the marketing for that yeah, exactly <laughs> um so obviously maybe sarah you can talk about this a little bit but obviously or maybe not so obviously this requires a lot from the city of raleigh um multiple roads are blocked off during the race so how much planning goes into this
1: oh there is an incredible amount of planning that goes into the behind the scenes of this race um one of our race directors, his name's Cameron, and he has done an incredible job working with the logistics alongside, you know, his department heads and his whole committee has worked really hard to coordinate um, with the city of Raleigh. They work with their special event office, and they have an event coordinator who's kind of attached to our event, and they work through and make sure we meet all the requirements for a road race of this size. So there's an action plan. Um, we go through a bunch of insurance and we notify businesses and homes on the route and um, most recently we've been working with the city of raleigh and raleigh police department to implement a new race route because of construction that's going to be happening on police street so we wanted to make sure that it would still hold true to the original challenge so you got to make sure that it's still five miles but you want to make sure that it's runnable and feasible for people that um, road closures are effective and even possible and that you're not running through too many residential areas, I would assume that that could potentially well,
2: Yeah and I know there the the, of- the Raleigh P D has limits on uh how many roads they can close down for how long and how many people can be on them and mm-hmm. I think we're basically at capacity for, for how big the race can get. You know, mm-hmm. they kinda nudge mm-hmm. up a little bit each year but it's you know, they're not gonna be able to fit fifty thousand people or six heats throughout
0: the day right, 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 right. on the road. So right. close out the entirety or one huge section of downtown raleigh right but, um but some of the residents obviously enjoy it because i know oh, yeah. i've ran in there's people with their instruments playing chariots of fire <laughs> or there's <laughs> different you know small bands out there so mm-hmm. right. people have fun with it
1: right and a lot of the Hillsboro street businesses especially in recent years have partnered really closely with us like advertising. A-loft, right? yeah we work really closely with the aloft well they don't have hotel. a choice they're right there <laughs> they're they are right there the but they have always been so welcoming with us we host our vip lounge there and so this year, that's where a lot of our representatives from UNC Children's will be. Well, We're actually bringing in a couple of patients to help judge our costume contest. That's awesome. Okay. And um, they always bring in a patient speaker to come in and talk at the beginning of the race. And then our chancellor comes in and speaks as well. But the costume contest element is new. We want to really connect on the day of the race, especially with UNC Children's. And so Aloft helps us to do that by offering a space where those people can go and stay warm. You know, in, right, on a right. February morning, there's a place where they can go that's kind of away from all the hustle and bustle of Hillsborough Street. I know for committee members especially, it's really hectic as people are coming in, trying to check in in the last 30 minutes before we're getting mm-hmm. ready to start the race. And so it's nice for us to have the Aloft as a space where people can go and kind of take a breather and get away from the
0: heck. I don't know how I didn't know about this. I would have loved to take, <laughs> take advantage of it. Yeah,
1: it's definitely, um, I think.
0: Oh, well, it's VIP. Yeah, you said Right, VIP, It is so. VIP.
1: So it's a very, very small list of people, but.
0: <laughs> the Chancellor Woodsons of the
2: area. Yes. And yeah, you exactly. know,
1: Chancellors. And, right.
2: They can enjoy that. I'm going to go out in the massive riding by.
1: Right. Bodies right. And it's part of nuts. the experience, yeah. you know, is to be on Hillsborough Street or morning race day. True.
0: <laughs> so this race has been around for 14 we're this say, is our
1: fourteenth annual. Fourteenth,
0: yes. so fourteen years at this point, and both of you can kind of tag team this. But how has the Krispy Kreme challenge evolved over time in those fourteen years?
2: Um, well, uh, it's gotten a lot bigger, for one. Um, I know the the first year, the the original ten people that ran it, that was you know not the charity year, but the first year was a charity race. They had attempted to do you know online registration ahead of time, and they had thirty people sign up and on race day they're prepared for 30 people and 156 people showed up to run the race on wow. race day and none of the roads were shut down they had a laptop with a timing system that was <laughs> uh, was archaic at best and, it, and they made it work and you know everybody had to start with their hand on the bell tower and they had waves of 10 runners at a time get released and it was it was a mess but it, they pulled it off and they realized wow we gotta we gotta get this right and so the next year they prepared for a couple hundred people And over a thousand showed up and you know it's it's that's just kind of the way it's gone the whole way is um, you know every 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 year a new outlet has picked up the story Uh, there was a year that um, the Ian Jester is working with the technician um, contacted uh, Sports Illustrated on campus and uh, told them about the race and uh, they actually put it in there I think it was 101 things to do before you graduate Mm -hmm. on campus Um, Wow and uh, that helped really get uh numbers up and get get it out there in the public and you know every year it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger um and i think uh, it was the fourth year or i had to change the route because originally four miles Mm -hmm. and it went through you know residential areas down park street and um it, you know, it became a problem because there were so many people, they had to go into people's yards and they were trampling yards and that's not good. <laughs> so they actually, that's why I had to be stretched out into five miles. I had to go straight down Hillsboro cause it fills up the road shoulder to shoulder for a mile. And right. that's, that's one of the coolest things to see is, you know, how it's come from, you know, kind of a ratty just collection of weirdos who heard about it and thought, Oh, this would be fun to there are people like driving in from, you know, Across the country, flying in from across the country, and driving from other states, you know, bringing family members and, and making it into a big event. And it's not just NC State students and weirdos; it's everybody. You know, I see people out there pushing their kids in strollers. Um, like you those said, there's, pe- those people
0: are called crazy. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of us yeah. out there, um, yeah.
2: and uh, it's <clears throat> it's just really uh, that's one thing that gives me chills every year is seeing down Hillsborough Street once we leave uh, the bell tower is it's just this mile of people and everybody's just kind of just it's just this big writhing mass of people and it's it's just amazing to see that that happened because somebody had a silly idea 13 years ago and now it's it's doing something good so it's it's the race has changed quite a bit but it's um it's still got the original sentiment of crazy in it
0: definitely definitely
1: absolutely i think um, just a couple of fun things to tack onto that, that mm-hmm. first year that they ran it from my understanding was the only year that their donuts were hot because oh. you were buying them in real time. That would so, nice. They yeah. didn't
2: even shut down the Krispy Kreme that year. We had volunteers, uh, <laughs> Stacy was running in this Krispy Kreme, <laughs> buying multiple dozens at a time and running them back out and
1: right.
2: yeah, that's, uh, when you talk about, you know, the fourth donut being difficult. It's a lot easier when they're hot. Right. When they're hot, it might be the eighth or ninth donut. But when right. they're cold, they're you know they're dry sponges on the race day, and they right. are they are a lot harder. And it's because the Krispy Kreme can't keep up anymore. So no, now they
1: actually bring in our donuts on race day from stores all over. They truck them in. On bring them in
0: on pallets. Race day. Yeah. I mean,
1: they're huge. It's yeah. unreal. Like it we had volunteers devoted just to unloading those trucks.
0: And then hand them off to run. And hand them off. They're on
1: tables, and you run by and grab and. Yeah. Just keep trucking. Wow. But.
0: Okay. Anything else uh, about the mm-hmm. evolution of it before I go on? I don't know. I think that's fine. I think that's all right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, some quick questions for both of you craziest costume or group of costumes you've ever seen? I'll let you go first.
1: Okay. So, the craziest costume I've ever seen. I had a group of friends who ran as Pac-Man and ghosts oh last year and that was fun. And then the big coffee cup last year.
2: That was me. Which was you, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So, it was you and somebody else. Yeah, me me and
2: uh, Everett Bradford. He's my my mad scientist counterpart. So, yes. he's the one that that uh, we're actually going to have one of our classic all-nighters to build the costume for Perfect. this year again because uh, we don't know what we're doing yet, but we know we want it to be difficult to fit through the start gate, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, last year was the, the biggest one we had yet, and yeah. we'll see what we can do.
1: giant Krispy cream coffee cup.
2: It took us a while. It was, that was great. That was a lot more effort than it should have been, and we destroyed it immediately after the race because nobody <laughs> wanted it. Right, right, G105 didn't want it, the Children's Hospital didn't want it, the University definitely didn't want it, so... Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Well, uh, you
0: two had just sweated in it, so. you want to It, I,
2: I think, uh, you know, I I personally, I'm very happy with all of my group costumes with, right. with my team for the past four years, but... Um, Uh, And I particularly enjoyed the the fancy dinner party we did where we were carrying, I carried a folding table, an long folding table. Everybody else carried chairs and plates and (laughs) candles and bottles of sparkling grape juice. And we actually sat and ate our donuts with a knife and fork. Um, we're gosh. all wearing like suits and dresses and and things but,
1: that's incredible um,
0: that's amazing there's just, no way you finish under an hour with that oh no, no. That's, that's that's not, not, not the what the costume point. contest that's is not about. the point
2: um, still finish the dozen maybe not under an hour right. but um the the costume the group that i really like the most um from from years ago and i think there's probably still maybe a different group but it still does it but the Um, the spartans from 300 yes the guys that are out there in basically speedos and capes with swords and everything and they Mm -hmm. get their their big phalanx uh uh, you know guarding against the the bell tower and everything it's and it's usually frigid so uh yeah the commitment
0: to them (laughs) right man okay most famous runner you've seen at the race or i've heard about running the race we prepared for that well, one. Well,
2: <laughs> there were reports of uh, Stephen Prefontaine running the race, but I think that was that? Uh, sorry. Uh, Stephen Prefontaine. He's, he's a, a famous athlete, track runner, okay, um, gotcha. but he obviously did not run it. That was an alias used by, um, um, I, I, I hate that I can't remember his name now, but uh, a track athlete at NC State actually ran and won. But he used an alias, and in this, in the technician, they had the you know the bios on first, second, and third place, and they had a silhouette for him because he left before the awards ceremony because they didn't want his coach to find out that he was running it. Wow! And so he, okay. he just entered his name as uh, Stephen Prefontaine, and that was that was pretty cool. Uh, okay. But I think the year that uh, ESPN was here um, uh, was uh, was pretty awesome because they had uh, you know other reporters running in a in a suit and tie the whole time and carrying his microphone interviewing people. And um, that, was, that was pretty fantastic. That's
0: awesome.
1: Right. I don't know that I have any specific people that immediately come to mind, but I know we've had representation from 48 of the 50 United States. We've had 13 wow. countries. I um, help to run our social media accounts. And so I get a lot of emails from, hey, I'm trying to book my flight from the UK can you help me find a hotel to stay in for the race? Absolutely. All right. Here's that's our recommendations. Amazing. Here's some great restaurants on mm-hmm. Hillsborough Street. You know, that's where it comes in um, handy to have those partners on Hillsborough Street is because we have options for people who are coming from out of the country. That was going to be a, my next
0: question is, what's the farthest someone has traveled to run the race?
1: I mean, overseas, I don't know, specific countries, I have a list somewhere. But, I mean, it's been crazy to hear about because obviously there are some pretty far states in general that right.
0: would. Yeah, I know
2: England is pretty far. I, I don't yeah, know that I've heard anything further
0: than that. That's yes. pretty far. I've seen uh, people definitely from Syracuse mm-hmm. or other universities across the country come in, so popular enough for them to be here. So, uh, fastest time someone's run the race. So
2: I believe oh. that's twenty four thirty two. Wow. Um, Austin um, or Auburn Staples. Auburn Staples is a, a cross country athlete at state, and uh, yeah, first year uh, that he ran it was in twenty four thirty two. It was back when it was four miles, um, so he was running you know four thirty mile pace. That's all right. The I entire guess. time, and I think that's his donut, donut split was just shy of seven minutes. So that's both of those are pretty good. He wasn't wasn't slacking on the donuts either. Wow. Um, I think the full. Full five mile record is is just over twenty eight minutes. There's been a bunch of people in the past mm-hmm. five or six years have been right around twenty eight, which is similar mile pace too. It mm-hmm. takes
0: me probably now. I will say I guess of the four years I've completed it under an hour, three of those years, and it takes twenty minutes just to eat the donuts. It it takes. Right. I, I feel like I'm going fast, so right. that's to do that. Mm-hmm. To do thirty minutes about uh, for the whole thing is. I guess, pretty impressive. So. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Our fastest time last year was 30 minutes and 15 seconds. And then I think it was 30 minutes and 17 seconds the year before. But it's been about 30 minutes consistently for the last four or five years.
2: Yeah, and these, these, and these are, you know, basically professional athletes. Right. They're scholarship cross-country runners from, from as much as I hate to say it, UNC, but UVA, um, NC State. Uh, I think there was one from Clemson one year. Wow. But, you know, lots of collegiate runners.
0: Have you heard of virtual runners?
1: Yes, so our virtual race, we actually launched that platform last year and it enables people to register and complete the Krispy Kreme Challenge experience from remote locations. And so that's still happening Mm. this year. We send a t-shirt and a race medal to all of our virtual race runners and then we get pictures back and videos of them mapping out their route and wherever they're from, um, running to their local Krispy Kreme store and I guess then they can have hot donuts because they buy them (laughs) themselves. But yes, we do have a lot of virtual runners that complete the challenge
0: um anything participants can look forward to in this year's race specifically
1: Well, I think the biggest thing about this year's race, one of my favorite parts is the UNC children's patients who are coming to judge the costume contest. I think that's always a really fun element. But I think more than anything, especially if it's your first year, just to be around that volume of people and to see everybody come together and eat a dozen donuts. Like, it's so silly, but it's so much fun. And it's for such an incredible cause, too, that I think every year, you know, you look forward to... Getting up, we get up so early. We're out there at probably four in the morning getting everything ready, but it's so worth it because you see people start rolling in, and they're ready in their training, and they're bouncing up and down, getting ready to go Mm -hmm. run a practice lap so that they can run that 30-minute Five mile race, I can't imagine, but I think that's the best part, especially for somebody who's never run it before, is just to see that all take place.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend, as you know, even though it's probably going to be cold, get out there early and just walk around mm-hmm. and just, you know, people watch. That's what everybody's there for in costume is, is to be a part of that environment and um, just go see the ridiculousness of it. There's probably going to be a couple of Elvises. There always are this year. There's always a uh, um, the Speedo guy that stands right at the front mm-hmm. out of the gates. Um, but then I also highly recommend that, uh, you know, not that there's going to be a lot of casual runners wanting to get up at the front and sprint out, but, you know, hang back a little bit and just watch how long it takes to get to the start gate from when they, mm-hmm. they, they start the race and then just watch the, the mass of people down the street. It's just, uh, it's really cool to witness. I had an
0: advantage. I lived, if you're familiar with, oh, I guess you are with campus, but I lived um, at Gold Hall. And so I just got to roll out of bed right. every year and nice. just walk, so yeah. right there. I don't have to worry about parking, and so That's that so was nice. that was very nice. And I didn't have to wake up incredibly early. Mm-hmm. But okay, Sarah. <laughs> yes. How can someone listening to this podcast participate in the Krispy Kreme challenge? Is it too late? When it it, when is, is it?
1: It's never too late okay. to run the Krispy Kreme challenge. Um, registration is open now at KrispyKremeChallenge.com. You can go online and click register and yourself in and get ready for the race Um, you can actually register on site at the expo and on race day so you can register as late as the morning of February 3rd 2018 which is when our race will be taking place but you know, the sooner you register, the better because the price increases on expo day and paper registrations only on race day. So it takes a little while longer. And so the best option is to register as soon as you hear this podcast so, and you no. figure out how fun it's going to be to be involved <laughs> in the Krispy Kreme challenge.
0: Awesome. Um, so I ask this for every, every podcast, but and you've kind of already answered this, but how Is the Krispy Kreme Challenge transforming the 919?
1: I think it is transforming the 919. First and foremost, through the work that it does to support the UNC Children's Hospital, I think that in coming together as a Raleigh community and you know as a national international community to support this event you're ultimately supporting some really great work that's happening at UNC Children's but I think more than that it's a time every year that we can count on to see people from all over come together in crazy costumes and run five miles and eat a dozen donuts
0: awesome um Tom, yeah. um, Sarah, is there any, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I think my,
2: my take on it personally is I as a person who grew up as a state fan, parents working here, coming here for six years, and just being a state fan my whole life, there's a lot of, of school pride, and a lot of people feel that and, and let it out at, at sporting events. Um, but I find that. Uh, Maybe it's the old age, but uh, sporting events and, and just the, the team aspect of it This feels like a lot of us against them kind of dynamic. And what I love about this is, is kind of our, our legacy from our class to, to NC State is that this is an event that is very all-inclusive and it's meant to be a a big NC State thing. It's something that we created, but it's doing good for the world and it's bringing People from from all different schools and teams and and what have you together to do something really fun, and I want that to be the, you know, the the focus of the race, and I think that that's come to fruition. I think you see people out there, and there's state fans and UNC fans alike, you know, not maybe not holding hands and singing <laughs> Kubaya but running the race together and having a good time. Right. That's right, right. that's way more fun to me.
0: Awesome, guys. Is there anything I forgot to ask? Maybe Sarah, you had something else you wanted to. Talk about Tom, you have anything you I should have asked or no? I mean I'm, I'm happy up. to
2: talk for the next several hours about the race. <laughs> I but don't think uh, so. no,
0: that's awesome. awesome. I think
1: the biggest thing that I'll say is that one, run the race. Yes. I definitely recommend it. I think it's a great thing to be involved in. But if you are not a runner, there are a bunch of other ways to get involved you can fundraise through our CrowdRise page, which is also available on our website, crispycreamchallenge.com. And you can also volunteer on race day. You can be a race route volunteer. You can volunteer at the Krispy Kreme or helping with setup and tear down. And so there's a bunch of different options, ways that you can get connected. But um, spread the word, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like all, us on Facebook. All the social medias. All and... of the social medias, quick plug. Um, but more than that, you know, spread the word, tell your friends, run the race.
0: Very cool. Tom and Sarah, thank you both for being on the 919. Thank you. You just heard Sarah Lewis and Tom Place talking about the Krispy Kreme Challenge. Happening soon, actually February 3rd. So if you're listening to this today, it's probably about two to three weeks away. So if you haven't signed up, you should. If you're not doing anything that weekend, you should absolutely run this race. Uh, Prices keep going up. It's very fun. Um, As always, connect with the show via Twitter or Facebook, and see you next time.